Hi everybody and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Strangers. Because, you know, as happens in the world, doesn't it? Sometimes children get kidnapped and, and uh, taken away. So, stranger danger. So, children then grew up being afraid of strangers and, and uh, they could talk to a policeman, but not to anybody else apart from their parents or someone that they knew. So, stranger danger. And then when I came over here to England... To, to the UK, um, we settled in England on the south coast in the city of Brighton. Uh, just walking around, even just in a normal neighborhood, I found that you walk along the footpath and if you walk, um, if you're kind of walking towards somebody, they put their head down or they look away and people just didn't want to say hello to each other. And I thought, this is really odd, but it was really normal for them. You don't say hi to anyone you haven't met. You certainly don't introduce yourself. So it was, it was a matter of the culture of the, the country was to um, treat a stranger as though you don't even see them. So anyway... We're here and we're, we're just saying, Lord, uh, help us to move forward in our lives. And so I'm just saying to you, how do you view and how are you with the Spirit of God who has been sent to us? Is he, your stra- is he a stranger to you or is he your friend? I want to read you a story. We're going to read from the Bible in Luke chapter 24. Starting at verse 13, Luke 24, verse 13. Now, behold, two of them, so two of the men, two of the disciples of Jesus, two of them were traveling that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was seven miles from Jerusalem. You're on a journey. It may not be seven miles. It's a journey called life. And they talked together of all these things that had happened. So Jesus has been crucified and women have been to the tomb. And uh, anyway, we'll find out what they say. They talked together of all these things that had happened. And so it was, as they conversed and reasoned, that Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were restrained, so they did not know him. And he said to them, what kind of conversation is this? that you have with one another as you walk and are sad. Then one whose name was Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? And have you not known the things which happen here these days? Jesus was a stranger to them. And he said to them, What things? So they said to him, The things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all this, 
Today's the third day since these things happened. Yes, and certain women of our company who arrived at the tomb early astonished us. When they did not find his body, they came saying they'd also seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. And certain of those who were with us went to the tomb and they found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Him they did not see. Then he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe in all the prophets have spoken, ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it's toward evening and the day is far spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, he blessed it, he broke it, he gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they knew him. And he vanished from their sight, and they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened the scriptures to us? Didn't our hearts burn within us? And you see, my friends, today, 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 tonight, whatever it is, let me ask you, is he a stranger or is he your friend? He's walking with you on the road. We're all on a journey. It's a journey called life. And as we travel along, sometimes there are things that have happened to us. So the disciples here, these two people, they were talking about all the things that have happened happened what's happened to you what's happened in your life what have you seen what have you heard what has happened I encourage you Jesus is no stranger to the things that have happened in your life but Jesus knows already everything he understands everything that has happened in your life or in circumstances around your life Jesus was actually there all the time and so here they are, they're, they're in verse 17, we, re- we read that they were, they were sad because Jesus said to them, why do you walk and you are sad? And maybe Jesus is saying to somebody tonight, why are you walking and why are you sad? Why do you walk and are sad today? What is it? Why? And they've been disappointed. They said, well, we've been hoping. We've been hoping that Jesus was going to come and... Uh, be the great redeemer of Israel. They probably thought he was going to lead some type of political coup or a takeover of some sort. So they were, they were disappointed. And sometimes there are disappointments that take place in our lives. But hey, friends, I encourage you that this story, just like this story says, it says that Jesus himself drew near. And Jesus is on the road and he's walking with you. Jesus himself draws near to you. He is not far away, but he knows the journey that you are taking. He comes to walk with you in your journey. And you see, Jesus himself has gone to be with Father God. But Jesus, 
and the Father sent the Spirit of God to us. So now it's the Holy Spirit. It's the Spirit of God who comes to walk with us. Jesus said, I am going away. But I'm going to send you another helper. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you an advocate. He's someone who's going to walk with you. And he's going to work on your behalf. He's called the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, who comes from the Father. Jesus said, I'm sending him to to you to walk with with you through life. And so here were these people walking on the road. And we read that they were confused and they were conversing and reasoning. They were speaking to each other, just reasoning about the things that were going on. How often do we actually have a chat and we talk about things that are happening? There may be things happening in the political arena of our society. There may be things happening in church and sometimes politics finds its way into church as well. And maybe things happening in family or relationships and whether people are getting on or people are not getting on. Whether people have lost their jobs or whether they've found another job. And and so we, we talk and we converse and we reason. But I just want to remind you tonight, Jesus comes to join in the conversation. And uh, if you're having a conversation with somebody else or with a few other people, how about we make space for Jesus? And he comes and, and he asks us some questions. Hey, I can hear you. Why are you uh, reasoning? Or why are you sad? Or why are, why are you confused? Let's let Jesus in. Let's, by his spirit, you see. The Spirit of God comes and we allow him to come into our conversations, into our thoughts, into every part of our lives. Jesus draws near to walk with you on the road. I remember way back in my life when I was um, a little bit younger and we were living on the farm at Gainda and there we were. Um, I was a school teacher, Ashley was a farmer, and I was so much seeking after the, to, to know the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God who Jesus had sent to walk with me. I had understood a lot of things of the scriptures, and these disciples that walked with Jesus, they already knew a lot of the scriptures because Jesus came and he was expounding the scriptures to them, but they still didn't recognize him. But there I was, so hungry to know more of God and uh, to really know the Holy Spirit, who I knew the Father, Father God had sent to walk with me. And so one particular day, I, um, as I often did when I could, I was in my lounge room and I was praying. Ashley was out on the farm doing something, so that was a good opportunity for me just to be alone with God. And I was praying. I was really crying out to God, saying, Lord, help me. Help me to see you. Help me to understand. Help me to know your your spirit that you have sent. And then I heard a car pull up outside the farmhouse. And so I got up and I wiped my face and I went out and it was my mother-in-law. So I was slightly disappointed And I felt a little bit like she interrupted me because, you see, the hunger was so strong in my life. How hungry are you 
to walk with God's spirit. Um, another time, I was just still really hungry to know the things of God's spirit and for to really come to know the Holy Spirit, not as a stranger, but as, as a friend. And on this particular occasion, a woman came to the front, to the door of our farm, of our farmhouse, and she knocked on the door. She was a woman with census papers. And so every, about every 10 or so years, they, in Australia, they would do a census, find out who, you know, how many people were living in a certain, in the house on a particular night, so they could know the population and the demographics and so forth. So she left the paper, and uh, I said to her, I just started to talk to her about Jesus, because everybody who came to our farm, I talked about Jesus and told them the gospel, and she said, oh, I'm already a believer, I believe in Jesus. And so I said to her, um, oh, that's wonderful, what church do you belong to? She said, I belong to a church called the Full Gospel Church in a town called Mergen, that was about an hour drive away from where we lived. And so I thought, oh, full gospel. That means they believe in the power of the Holy Spirit for today. And so I thought, oh, great. Next time, when she comes back to collect the census paper, I'm going to ask her all these questions. And all my answers are going to, uh, all my questions are going to be answered. The answers are all going to come. And, uh, and it's just going to be another big step in that direction. So a few days passed, and then a week passed, and then another few days passed, and I said to Ashley, that, that woman must be coming back to collect the census papers soon. He said, oh, she came days ago. And I was so disappointed. I felt like my lifeline had gone. I felt like, oh, that was my hope that I was going to be able to ask somebody and she would give me the answers to my questions. But that lifeline was gone. And sometimes we feel a little bit like that, don't we? We think, well, I've just tried this and I've tried that and, and I just really, really want, I want I, I'm hungry. I'm hungry for that, the more that God has for me. And so I just want to let you know he's walking with you on the road. And he himself draws near to you. And so there I was alone with a husband who was not particularly interested or he made out he wasn't. And then just on my own, in my own on my own in the farmhouse, just with my heart open and seeking God, the Holy Spirit came and he filled my heart. He filled my life. He gave me the gift of, of, of tongues. He, he filled my life with a love, with a fresh love and fresh hope. And the power of the Holy Spirit came in, into my heart in a whole fresh dimension. And I want to encourage you, dear friends, that he draws near to you. It's not just all about us and what we can do to actually get access to God. But he comes near to you and he walks with you on the road. And sometimes in, in our lives as we're walking along, we, sometimes we don't quite recognize that God is at work. That he is right here with us by his spirit. He is with us. He's working with us. He knows everything that has happened in your life. He was there all the time. 
but he comes and he draws near, draws near. And so what did Jesus do with these people when he drew near? Of course, he listened, he heard their heart, and he does that for us. He comes and draws near, he listens, he hears our heart, he feels our heart, he feels the pain. But then we read that Jesus opened the scriptures. He expounded, he didn't have a Bible and a scroll that he opened up, but he expounded the word of God. He started explaining all about himself, about the Christ, how he, right from, we read there that right from Moses all the way through, he explained the scriptures to them. And I encourage you, my friends, my brothers and my sisters here tonight, open the word of God. Because you see, the Spirit of God comes to walk with you, but he wants to expound and he wants to explain to you Christ from the scriptures. And sometimes in my life, um, I go through times of pressure and tension and, and uh, who doesn't? Has anyone ever been there? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes if I'm lying in bed at night and, and I find that I'm, I'm not settled and there's, you know, so well, sometimes there might be something churning on the inside or there may be, maybe concern, maybe some anxiety, maybe questions, maybe, maybe even, even if it's an exhilaration after a wonderful time, a wonderful night in church or something like that. And if I'm not sleeping, I know what I need to do. I need to go get out of bed, go downstairs, and I take my Bible. I open it up, and I say, Holy Spirit, speak to my heart, because I know the very thing that is going to bring peace into my soul and is going to settle, settle me, settle any, any anxiety, settle any concern, even bring revelation for the coming season, revelation for the new day. The Spirit of God will speak to me as I open the scriptures. So I'm asking you, how about you? How is it when you find yourself going through a time of pressure or even a time of reasoning or concern that these people were going through? Take your Bible. If you don't have a Bible and you're a visitor here tonight, come and talk to the leaders here and they will help you to get a Bible. Because it's so wonderful, you open your Bible and you say, Holy Spirit, speak to my heart. And he speaks to you. He shows you something. Every single time that I have needed him to speak to me, he has spoken to me as I open the word of God. So every person in this room, you're going to be people of the word of God. You're going to be people who go to your Bible and the spirit of God speaks to you from the scriptures. Jesus explained and expounded the scriptures to them. And then you see, they kept on walking and they're thinking, oh, wow, this is amazing. Ah, he's talking about the Christ and, and how wonderful. Yeah, this is starting to make sense. And then they come to the place where they're going to stay the night. And Jesus indicates he's going to go further on. And I just want to remind us here tonight that he will not impose himself on you. He will not impose himself on us, friends, but he waits to be invited in. 
And you say, oh, I invited him in a long time ago. I invited Jesus into my heart. I gave my heart to Jesus. I said, come in, Lord. But here, these disciples, they were already, they were, they'd already been following Jesus. But here they came to the place that they were going to stay. And they realized they needed to invite him in. So they said, come on, come and stay with us. And so Jesus came in to stay. Well, they sat down, they started having a meal, started eating together. I, re I remember Pastor Randeep from India. I was over in Egypt with him one time and we were ministering at a conference. And he said, how do you spell fellowship? F-O-O-D. And so when you have food together and you're eating together, there's something wonderful that takes place because there's a nourishment coming for the, for the body. Your senses are alive and, and you're, you're talking together. You're actually sitting and you're looking at each other. You're not doing some other job, are you? But isn't it wonderful to sit around the meal table and there you're, you're talking and you're laughing and you, you're engaging with this one and that one and, and together... You're, you're actually communicating over the food. And so as they sat there with Jesus, as he took the bread, he blessed the bread and he broke it and he gave it to them. Suddenly they recognized him. And we read that their eyes were opened and they saw Jesus this is you. You are here. You've been with us all, all, the, all the way. You've been with us all this journey. Jesus, it's you. And tonight, I just feel that there are people here that as you take the word, as you, the bread of life, as you take, take the bread of God's word and, and you let, let the Lord break it open for you. You will suddenly recognize, you will see Jesus, you will, you will receive that revelation, that, that revelation that, that you need. Your eyes will be opened and you will see him. The Apostle Paul wrote a letter to a church and he said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. I'm praying that you're going to see the hope of your calling. He says, I'm praying that you're going to, to, to understand the amazing riches of the inheritance that God has in you. How rich you are to God. You're the inheritance that God has. And the amazing, exceeding greatness of his power that you will know and that you will understand this as the Spirit of God comes. There's a scripture that Paul wrote to the church at Corinth and, and it says that I has not seen nor has ear heard the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. And so the spirit comes and he reveals the things that God has prepared for those who love him. What wondrous, wonderful things. And so Jesus comes to walk with us on the road. And I want to remind you just of three simple things here tonight. 
Number one, recognize him. He's not a stranger. He's a friend. He's a senior partner. He's the one that we can walk with and not have to. He's not just like a little puppy dog that we pull along as we go on our life journey. But he's a senior partner and we reach up and we take his hand and we say, Come on, Holy Spirit, where are we going today? And he leads the way as we walk on the road. We take hold of his hand and he leads us and he guides us and he explains whatever we need to know in life. I see, Andy, this is a whole fresh season for your life. The Holy Spirit is the senior partner and you're reaching up and you're taking his hand. And there's amazing things. There are amazing things that he is explaining. He's, there's like this download that's coming into your life. How amazing. How awesome. Just out of this world. But he's here walking with you on the road. Thank you, Holy Spirit. So number one, recognize him. Recognize him. He's here. Number two, walk with him. He's drawn near to you. Walk with him on the road. Walk with him every day. Every day, every day, wherever you go. You just finished your exams, but, and you know, he was with you on the road as you did those exams. But now you walk with him. Even though the exams are over, you need to walk with him. Oh, wedding preparations. Yay, Holy Spirit, where are we going today? He's going to show you some shortcuts. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Come on, Holy Spirit. So recognize him. Walk with him. Not so long ago, now I've been walking with the Lord for a long, long time, and there's always more to understand of him. But not so long ago, I was in, uh, we'd been in Manchester for two years. And so after one year, we had to move to another house. So we lived in two different rented houses while we were in Manchester helping a new church plant. So after we moved to the second house, I had lost something. It was a voucher my daughter had given me for my birthday. And it's pretty important to a mum when your daughter gives you something. But I'd lost it amongst the move. So I'd searched and searched and searched, looking for this voucher. And you think, oh, is that all? I mean, that's, it's just a voucher, but I'd lost it. And it was important to me. So I'd been away, and then I came back home, and I thought, I really, really, really want to find that voucher. And then I realized, hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit dumb. I realized I hadn't actually asked the Holy Spirit to help me. And so I walked into my office in the house. I stood there and out loud I said, Holy Spirit, I'm really, really sorry. I haven't asked you to find this for me. But right now, I want to find it right now. And now just remember, I've already looked everywhere. I said, Holy Spirit, I need to find it right now. Would you please help me? And I just felt to reach over and look in that place just over there. 
was uh, kind of a file and things weren't particularly tidy, but I just looked in there and put my hand in there and there it was. It was just like that. I'd already looked there. I'm sure I'd looked there at least 10, 20 times. But it was there all along. The Holy Spirit just wanted to show me. Why did I wait so long? But there it was. I mean, you may, you may say, yeah, Ruth, but that's, uh, that's just a very minor thing. Yes, but it was important to me. And the Holy Spirit knew it was important to me. And basically what I'm saying is every day in the small things and the big things, when you're going for that job and you're, you're just needing a new job, whatever it is, the big thing or the small thing, involve him, engage him, because he does know and he is near to you already. And so you recognize him, you walk with him, engage him in all things, all parts of your life. And the third thing, number three, can you imagine what it might be? Anyone got any ideas? <laughs> it's so simple. Invite him in. Invite him. Holy Spirit, Jesus, come in. Don't go on. Come in. Come in now. Come and stay with us. Come and, come and eat with us. Come and eat with me. Come on, Jesus, come in. You may say, well, I did that a long time ago, Ruth, but what about today? Did you invite him in today? Did you invite him to come? In the book of Revelation, uh, Jesus appeared in an amazing vision to John the Apostle. And Jesus gave very important messages to take to Christian churches. Is, is this a Christian church? Oh, I thought it was. And so he gave very important messages to take to Christian churches. And in one of them, one message was, tell the people, I'm standing at the door and I'm knocking. I'm knocking. And if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and I will eat with you and we'll have fellowship together. You know, that, that sign that you see in some houses, um, Jesus Christ is the head of this house, the unseen guest at every meal, the silent listener to every conversation. Well, invite him in as the guest of honor. You say, Jesus, come. Holy Spirit, come. You're the guest of honor in my life. And uh, you, can, you can go to the refrigerator. You can open the fridge. You can have whatever you like. You can even rearrange the furniture if you want to. Jesus, um, uh, maybe some things need to be thrown out to tidy up the place. But Jesus, I welcome you. Come on in. I invite you to come in. And he doesn't impose himself upon us, but when we invite him in, I tell you what, what an amazing difference that makes to our lives. And so Jesus came and he came in to eat with them. And tonight, I believe that the Holy Spirit is here. He's walking amongst us. He is already near to you. Recognize him. Tomorrow when you go to work, recognize him, walk with him, invite him in to be part of your everyday life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Invite him in. 
Would you stand with me here tonight? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website, www.thejunctionchurch.com. God bless.